Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Ominous Origins Podcast with me, Casey. This episode is brought to you by the wonderful team over at MorbidlyBeautiful.com. Women in Horror Month is still going on, so I encourage you to go over there and check out all the great content they're putting out. And today's interview is a very special one, as it involves an independent filmmaker. Her name is Helen Lyons Curran, and she has done a great deal of work in the independent scene. She's the director of the Starburst Film Festival, and the director of the short film called Ends Meet which will have a very prominent premiere later this year. Helen was kind enough to sit down and chat with us about her struggles and successes in the independent film scene and what it can be like behind the scenes and behind the camera for a woman in horror. This is Helen Lyons Curran. Ominous. Ominous. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. Ominous. Alrighty, I'm here with Helen, who is a very behind-the-scenes style woman in horror and film in general. Uh, so how are you doing today, Helen? I'm good, thank you. Good. Awesome. So uh, you are a director, a writer, producer, all sorts of different things behind the scenes, correct? Yes. Yes, yes that's correct. So what is it about the behind-the-scenes stuff that you like more than, you know, say, acting or <clears throat> anything to do with, uh, you know, being on screen? Because you get a lot of people who prefer acting over the behind-the-scenes stuff, but yeah. you seem the complete opposite. Yeah, I, um, 10-year-old me would have wanted to be, I was a complete performer. I, okay. That's all I wanted to do. Um, but as well as I was always, um, I always wanted to direct and I guess I, I'm complete opposite. I hate being in front of a camera. <laughs> I, f- I feel so self-conscious in front of a camera. Um, but I think the, the stuff like behind, behind the camera for me, it's all about I get to be really creative. And especially if it's like it's a project that I've written as well, mm-hmm. then, um, then it's like it's the thing for me of seeing that process through from the conception of it whether that come from me or whether you know it's from a script by another writer right through to distribution and um, you know and there's there's many points along the way there that that i question my sanity which i'm sure <laughs> a lot of filmmakers do you know why yeah. am i doing this you know mm-hmm. um but then it's like just it's like a weird process that every time you get towards the end i go oh let's do it again yeah. <laughs> and, and it just it's it's a strange it's like a strange need but it's just it's that need to i think create constantly mm-hmm. absolutely I yeah I, I mean I, i'm looking at your imdb page and you've got uh, 10 films on there is that all of them uh some are yet to be released but uh yes so yeah that, that's, that's everything that's that's including the one that i've recently finished is choke mm-hmm. and then the ones after that they're um they're in various stages of um, I'd say like development, um, a couple in pre-production. It's just which, which one is going to be the next one really? That's the, 
you know it depends on a lot of things doesn't it like Mm -hmm. you know budget and location and and things so i've kind of got a lot a lot ready to go as soon as the summer hits really yeah yeah, Um, yes yeah yeah, it's all a bit it's a bit crazy for me at the moment because Mm -hmm. i'm as like you probably already know anyway but i'm the festival director for starburst film festival okay so that takes place mid-march so it's kind of so busy all the way up until then that i've sort of thought i can't i had all these crazy plans you see to shoot another film in january Mm. and it, that would have just been absolute madness. So. Yeah, <laughs> you got a lot <laughs> so going all, on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's all everything. I've been doing a lot of writing at the moment. That's what I'm doing at the moment. So, um, and then just get prepared then for when when I've got some time to actually shoot the next film. Right, and uh, you you made one in 2018 called Ends Meet. I did. Uh, so I did yes. What was the process behind that? What what's the the story? Um. Well, Ends Meet. Um, the actual idea for it was about 15 it's about 15 years old maybe even longer mm-hmm. um, and it's a friend of mine who's a writer um, Chris Hayes he it was an idea he'd had and I was you know he sort of like bouncing around like you know what what's going to be the next the next project and I said to him I said what happened to that script about a taxi driver and he went, oh yeah, and he remembered it, and mm-hmm. he went off, and uh, I think he like he polished up a draft of it, and then sent it to me. And as soon as I read it, I was like, yep, yeah, let's do it. And it was that was a quite a, a large scale project because it's nearly thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's um, about a taxi driver with a wicked secret. That's about all I can say without <laughs> yeah, giving no spoilers, everything away. No spoilers, yeah. yeah. Um, and that, so that was it. It was a massive project compared to what I'd done before because we had multiple locations mm-hmm. and uh, we had uh, quite a few actors. You know, it's all, all, the thi- all the things that people say, oh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, you know, but you just do it anyway, don't you? Of course. Um, and, you know, even though there were times, again, where I questioned my sanity it was so difficult because we worked on a really small budget um and it was just one of those projects that there was times where I thought I don't I don't know how I'm gonna you know climb that mountain um and then by some miracle you know we got there and uh and it's well hopefully it's going to be on prime video in during March so, so that'll be available that's exciting um yeah in the UK uh and uh the USA as well so I'm looking forward to that, um, to getting it, getting it on there. We're just getting like final things for, prepared for it now. Yeah. Um, but that's, like, that's a project that uh, Chris is working on a feature script at the moment okay. um, for that. So that's something that we're going to be, you know, looking at, looking at a bit further in the future, but sort of try and get the ball rolling now. And that will, uh, that will tell like a, a fresh, a fresh story set within that universe. Yeah, I've spoken to a few um, short film directors or independent directors yeah. lately, and they all kind of said the same thing, that they have these shorts that they want to develop into something more, like a feature or something in the yeah. future. So they leave a lot of uh, things to be still explained or yes. discovered within. Is that yeah. the same process here? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say um, watching it, that it gives you sort of a glimpse into another world really that you could have you know you could have lots of different stories told within it 
So I hope that's what that's what it sort of leaves people with that intrigue of oh what what could be next, mm-hmm. you know. So hopefully it does that. Yeah. Well, when it comes to directing and creating films in general, do you prefer to direct your own written work or do you prefer to uh, take somebody else's and put your vision to it or does it matter? Um, I do, it's an interesting question that because I I find that like I I, I love I love writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I find like it used to be a process that was really difficult for me, and as the years have gone on, I actually enjoy it now. So <laughs> I do I do absolutely love you know taking something that's you know that's been conjured up in my busy brain mm-hmm. and. Um, and direct that but then I do also like that I like the the balance of it then that when I work with another writer you know when I've got a writer um it's kind of it feels even though the whole process of film is collaborative Mm -hmm. it feels that even more collaborative when I'm working with a writer um just it kind of I guess like those stages in some ways it doesn't feel quite so lonely because I find that you know sometimes when you're developing and you're there, and even though, like I said, I always you know I always get people to to read it and give me feedback on mm-hmm. it, but there's just something I think it feels a bit more like a bit more like a bit more support when I work with a writer, I guess. Right. Um. So I I mean I really don't mind. I kind of just take it as whatever project comes next. Um. Like I'd say that the. The majority of things I've done and have and will be doing over the next the next year or so, most of them I have um, I have wrote the script for as well. Uh, but then there's a couple in there that <clears throat> that aren't there by other writers. So I think really I, I just like the I like the variety of it, I guess. So that it doesn't really give you a clear yes or no. That's all, does it? <laughs> Those are the best answers. <laughs> I don't want a yes or no. <laughs> like the in-depth ones. Um, but when it comes to writing or uh, directing somebody else's work, yeah. it, personally, I would just, I would be very nervous. Like what if yeah. your visions don't line up? What if, you know, what you see in the script is totally different than what uh, person A wrote? Yeah. How do you deal with something like that? Um, I, I mean, I've I've never I've never been in a situation where I've worked with a writer that I don't know. Okay. Um, so I couldn't really say how that would feel because I I exa- I know exactly what you mean there. But mm-hmm. It's uh, because I know myself that if it was my script, I've got that vision in my head of how it should look and how it should sound, mm-hmm. and that's partly why I could ne- I don't think I could ever give something to somebody else mm-hmm. because it's. I don't know it would just feel strange to me that yeah yeah so but I guess when I think the I've been like the it's only really Chris who wrote ends me that I've worked with as another writer okay in the in the past um, and with us I mean we've known each other for many many years so we've got a shorthand with each other um, we're very much on the same page as regards things and I like Chris was, he was one of the executive producers on Ensbeat as well. And so he was there throughout every single stage. Like it was never a case of, I just took the script and went and did what I wanted with it. This mm-hmm. was a collaboration. Um, and I think that 
any any time I happen to direct a script that's where it's written by somebody else, I would I would rather them come along, for the, you know, because I I think that it's uh, again it, it's collaboration, and I know that 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 won't always work out. I know there's lots of stories where it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but from my own experience, that's the the way the way I would treat it. Like I've got a project that. Um, another friend of mine um has wrote the script for and hopefully we're going to be able to make that um and again that's something that you know i would want him there throughout casting and um and all those things i think really for me it's a it can be a bit difficult sometimes when you're when you're wearing the director hat and the producer hat mm-hmm. and you know that those pages you've just not got the money and the budget to shoot so mm. how can we how can we do this how can we get this across i think sometimes i think that might be where it's the trickiest um because i know because that can be it can really restrict you like i know when i'm writing if i'm writing something and i know i'll never have the money to shoot this. <laughs> but, so i know myself that i'm gonna have to come back around to it and yeah and edit it so um yeah, so I think that as regards now, I've been lucky with the, the you know, the collaborations I've had. So as of yet, I've not really experienced any massive difficulties in that in that sense. Well, that's always a bonus. <laughs> uh, how about in terms of filming and production itself? Uh, have you ever faced any serious obstacles? And if so, how did you overcome them? Um. It's, I guess all a lot of the serious obstacles they always come down to never enough time and never enough money, don't mm. they? Um, so I think I'm trying to think now that we've uh, if I like leave something really, you know, really drastic out. Um, <laughs> I think that I think that it's like on on ends meet. I mean, we we shot that for um, I think it was about it was about two and two thousand pound we shot that for okay um and we so we shot uh i think the script came in at between 26 and 28 minutes so we had four days to shoot everything right and i know that was that was it was massive like there was it was and i would never i would never want to work like that again like i know that you know i would rather have us had more more time even a little bit more than what we had. Um, but I, the whole thing with that was an obstacle because we, without giving anything away, there's something in it that um, that required uh, required more money than what we, than what we had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it was, it's like, it's like you've got, I mean, you, you're creative anyway, you're always creating things, but it's like you've got to be, it, that even much more creative when you've got no money to work with yeah yeah um you know i'm for what we did like when i look at it now you know and you've got distance from it and i look at it and i know how little money we had to shoot with and uh you know and i know how little time we had to shoot everything and i look at it now and i am amazed at what we pulled off <laughs> for you know for for what we didn't have really so i think i mean that whole film was an obstacle because it was even then when we got to post-production um i really want wanted another editor even though i worked as an editor myself at the time mm-hmm. like i'd have rather a fresh pair of eyes when it came to the edit right 
but we just didn't have the money in the budget. So, yeah. so I then had that to undertake. Um, and it was so, and then it's like, we got that done. We got the edit done. And then we, you know, then it was the sound process. We had to do so much ADR. Um, so I think that that really, that entire process for me was just at every stage, there was a huge obstacle all the, all along the way. Um, so I think that's probably like, I've not, I don't think I've had, I'll say this now, I've cursed myself, but I don't think I've had any massive disasters um, occur. Like I've not had anything where like a, an actor pulls out or, or an investor pulls out. Or I've not experienced that yet. So <laughs> let's hope that yeah, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, but that's kind of the, the glory or the, the fun part of working on independent films is yeah. the unknown factor, right? Yeah. You, you yeah. have to be creative. You have to work within very limited resources sometimes. And yes. sometimes, you know, shots just don't go the way they, they're planned and they're like the one-time shot because you don't have the budget to remake yes. whatever you just destroyed or whatever yeah. the case might be, right? <laughs> like, were yeah. you filming? No. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh Okay, cut to the tree, explosion in the background, <laughs> cut back to the yeah. rubble, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah. that that's that's the charm of independent filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it is to Meet the, would you say it's the biggest production you've done? Oh, definitely. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. It's, um, you know, for, like I said, for many reasons it is. Um, and the next, the next few that I've got are very, like, choke that I've just... Uh, completed mm-hmm. that was very, that was probably the most straightforward project um it's not a horror film uh, it's complete diversion to anything i've done so far actually mm-hmm. it's uh, a drama but very like british social realism drama and that was it was it was in a way it was it was the fact that we didn't because we had no light we went with natural light mm-hmm. we shot on a dslr we had a very small crew and we just shot it was just a one day shoot and it was actually very liberating the the freedom total freedom of it right and um i really enjoyed that so it like it was different it was probably felt like the most independent film i'd done even though they've all been independent if that makes sense right yeah. um so the next the next few i've got they're only i'd say they're small within length they're all within like the, the five no more than 10 minutes mm-hmm and but each one each one comes with its own its own set of um its own set of challenges i guess mm-hmm. in in different respects but nothing nothing on the scale of the challenge of ends meet in the ne- the next few that i've got coming up anyway fair enough uh, you mentioned that you shot choke on a dslr what yeah. I, i'm kind of an, a, an equipment nerd when it comes to this sort right. of stuff <laughs> So what what did you use to shoot uh, Ends Meet on? Uh, Ends Meet was shot on the Black Magic. Okay. So um that so it was and yeah so Choke was shot on the DSLR. Mm-hmm. Um but we went for one of the executive producers had a Black Magic cinema camera so okay. we were very very lucky in yeah. that respect that we were able cuz we were shooting it's all set night as well. Yeah, so, so you need that. Exactly. The yeah. low light capture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
um and i i see i'm not an equipment nerd at all <laughs> i my brain gets boggled when there's too much talk of lenses and cameras and right. my brain just goes oh, oh, oh i don't know yeah. so uh, that's what i need like I, I like having technical people around me that know much better yeah 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 <laughs> having a like a cinematographer or something on yes, set just to yeah definitely yeah be like I want that guy's head in focus. You've set that up. I just want, you know, like yes. shoulders to forehead. I want that. That's all I want. You you yeah. do that. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, it's better for you to focus on the actors and getting the shot right than worrying about all the technical mumbo jumbo. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. Um, what do you, so in the past then, uh, what kind of production have you use like equipment or sets locations what's your do you just always work within whatever budget you have when you're writing the script or is it kind of fly by your seat or do you have a set plan right from the get-go i'd say there's the one of the i had the luxury when i was um i was studying uh, we had a whole studio available to us so this was like this was back in 2013, 2014. And I did my, my graduate film there and we built a set and we built a whole, um, a whole church basement. Oh, okay. And it was, it was so, it was lovely. We had full freedom of everything of working on a set and having fly walls. And it was just great to, to not have to worry about, you know, being in someone's house or Mm. someone's place of business or something. Shooting Um, in a park. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it was, that was great. And then when it came to doing ends meet, again, it's like, I I must like to put myself through hell because I thought, (laughs) right, we're just, we're going to go on location. Oh, okay. And, and so everything that, so it was like, shoot, like we were shooting in the middle of the streets of the center of Manchester at, 2 3 a.m sometimes Mm -hmm. and you can imagine what that was like with you know being in in public Mm -hmm. it was really difficult um but then we did we did have some locations where again they were places of business but we we were able to shoot there between certain times so i'd say in an ideal world it would be a it'd be great if you were able to just build sets and shoot you know with yeah. no interruptions but yeah. you know we all know that's not that's not how it how it works so i tend really that when i'm like if i'm looking at a script or i'm writing i'm constantly thinking about well, what what location do we have access to yeah and that's part of why at the moment i've got a few things that are they're all uh, they're all ready to go in that sense that they're all there on paper and i've got treatments but it's it depends what's what's going to be what location is going to be available to mm. us because i may look at that and i may go well that'll be really easy to shoot but where are we going to shoot it so you know i would i sort of assess each each project as it as it sort of comes along but i'm always that's what i'm very aware and i think that when when i first started writing it was really very restricting thinking of oh, well, I can't do that because we'll never get a location like that. Right. And then I think the more you, the more you create, the more it's, it's like, it's like you, you just get better at coming up with solutions to things that, I mean, like, like I said, there's things that we, that we did on ends meet that I can't, 
I couldn't say because it would just completely <laughs> like completely right. ruin the illusion. Right. But but things on that that we were able to pull off that that without having the experience prior to that mm-hmm. I would never have been able to maybe think that creatively is I think when you when you're at that stage where you've just it's like your brain your brain's got to work you've got to solve this problem and somehow you do so I think I've gone completely off tangent there as to what you actually <laughs> asked me so I that is all right <laughs> like I said no yes or no answers here okay right? that's, all right, <laughs> that's, that's all right that's perfectly fine <laughs> Uh, so do you find that having a little bit of a challenge like with ends meet and then going forward, do you think you want to have that sort of challenge always be present or would you rather things just go like smooth snap, snap, snap all the time? Cause some people get bored when it just goes super easy all the time. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, I'd like some super easy stuff <laughs> at the moment. Right, <laughs> I, would. I think, I think I'm owed a bit of that. Yeah. Um, but I think I think there's always there's always challenges I find that obviously sometimes they're they're bigger than others. Yeah. But I think like the way I don't maybe like the way the way my brain works is I think well I've got I've got a couple I've got a couple of shorts here that should be relatively straightforward and then I can see in the distance so but I've got that one there that one's going to cause me some problems so <laughs> I've got I know you know so I know I've got I've got the rough and the smooth coming so I think maybe Maybe it's a balance. I think that if you if you get to a point where you feel like you're not challenged, I think that's that's an issue. Yes. Because you, I think maybe that's why when, like I've got I've got projects that that I've wrote, but I just go, but there's nothing. It's like that. I don't know. It's like there's something. It's like something ignites a fire in me. That's the that's the only way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. Like I may write something, and I may go, yeah, it works on paper, but. I've got no desire to take that to the next stage. Whereas then some projects, I just go, yep, this, I have to make this. This is the one. Yeah. 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 No, that, that's understandable. Uh, The thing I find a lot with independent films, uh, especially short films is that due to these restraints and uh, resource limitations and all that, they tend to be very personal, very intimate style films. Yeah. And is that something you're more drawn to as a filmmaker? Or would you like somebody to come up to you and say, hey, direct the next Transformers movie? Oh, I could never direct a Transformers <laughs> movie. I'd be, I, I tell you what, everyone would hate my Transformers movie. It would, it would be, I don't know, it'd be some, uh, it'd be some intimate tale between <laughs> two Transformers against the backdrop of the apocalypse or something. So they'd hate it, you see. Um, so... I all I find that that if I, uh, yeah, that if I'm trying to articulate this properly, like if I like, um, and then it's sort of something that I didn't realise until I'd got so many films in that it was for me. It's all about um, character and story and mm-hmm. intimate stories mm-hmm. and um, and something like again when I have stuff that that I've wrote and. And to me, I'm like, the characters don't, they don't feel like people to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's the script, like where I'm going, it's going through the motions, but there's, and not that, and I know that I can go and I can do lots of backstory on the characters, but I'm just not invested enough. Whereas it's that difference between what I've got, like for me, like I love um, 
film set during certain time periods. Like that's something that always really excites me mm-hmm. when it's something something that's not present day and there's just something I don't know whether it's because I'm like because I'm like I, I didn't even live through those times <laughs> so it creates even more of a fascination to me right um so for me it's like yeah like doing anything anything with like some big budget or or anything with like a vast array of characters mm-hmm. that's just not something that I would even want to tackle yeah. You know, so um yeah, so for me it's more it's more about um about small you know, stories between people, smaller groups of people, I'd mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. If that answers that correctly. So is that uh including your upcoming films that you have in development, pre production, are they all gonna be these intimate personal stories? Um, I'd see that was the the personal thing that I found <clears> as well, is that that things are personal without even realizing it. And I've noticed that the more I've wrote things, mm-hmm. the more it's like I see a pattern in them. And I think, oh, that is actually more personal than I even thought when I set out making it. Um, so I'd say the the things I've got coming up, um, I've got like some that have been, I've got a short called Growth that I'm working on. And um, again, is only something that was, probably won't be any more than five minutes long but that stemmed from uh, an experience I had last year um, in awful social housing I was living in Mm. Um, and then I've got I'd say like as regards like personal stories from there um, I've got a feature that I'm working on not anything that I'm going to be able to, you know, make within the next few years, but it's just a story that I'm really passionate about. And again, even that's that that's a that's a very uh, it's very um, small small cast, um, and only three lo- two or three locations in the whole film. So mm-hmm. I think everything. I think as well, like looking at like films that that sort of really struck with me over the years things like uh, like I'm a huge fan of misery mm, and I mm, love mm. the fact that misery is just that it's just two characters in one one location and obviously as independent filmmakers you you know that's a that's a huge thing about thinking about what you know what can we do in one location mm-hmm. but it's just the fact that like misery is to me is just genius the whole film and yeah. it's just it's so simplistic and I think that's what maybe attracts me to filmmaking is that simplicity but something that's just executed so well yeah uh, i i agree like something like joker is, is something yes. that always comes to mind when i think of independent films on kind yeah. of the big screen i mean the yes. the ending of it is a little bit more uh in depth with multiple extras and scenes yeah. and stuff but yeah for 90 percent of that movie it's him yeah <laughs> just yeah. him yeah 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 yeah, yeah. right so no, very, yeah uh, that's kind of what I picture, and and that's what I see a lot in independent films. And it's always fun to talk to to people who are independent filmmakers, and yeah. they they're quite happy staying doing those types of films yes. as opposed to making that jump. Some people do. Some people make yeah. that jump. Some people want yeah. to make that jump, but some don't. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm like that. I'm definitely. I think no matter how much I had in the way of budget still want to make something that was 
you know, an intimate story. Mm-hmm. In terms of budget, uh, do you have like a, a some sort of finance or investor or do you use crowdfunding? How do you go about? Um, I've, uh, I've crowdfunded a few times. It's not something that I'm comfortable with right. at all. Um, it's, uh, you know, and it's like, I'm not, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible salesperson. <laughs> so, um, that's not, that's, you know, that's not, um, that's not good for, for what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, I do have a, uh, friend and an executive producer that's been involved in all of my shorts. Um, we were very fortunate to get, um, a couple of investors in ends meet that had, seen like previous work and then came on board for that and so in that sense we were really lucky and the i mean it's the same all around the world the the funding for independent film is just you know pretty much non-existent Mm -hmm. so it's not even like there's a lot of uh grants or funding bodies or anything that we can really turn to yeah so yeah 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 difficult so it does it does so so that's a sort of it's again it's like when when writing i'm constantly constantly aware of it of what's actually feasible Mm -hmm. and i i I don't i don't let that stop me writing anything like if i if i want to write a story i will i will go ahead and write it because even if it even if it only ever exists in screenplay form Mm -hmm. you know that's still it's still like a piece of work that that I am happy I'm happy with um but again it's when it comes to actually making something that's what is so difficult because you are left then with pretty much no option but to crowdfund mm-hmm. and you know everyone's in the same boat like you know no one really has much money and um and it is very very difficult and it's it's unfortunate because there's so much so many filmmakers out there and so many ways now to you know you've got netflix you've got prime you know there's obviously a ton of film festivals Mm -hmm. but it's still it's not necessarily making that then any easier to get anything no you know anything made it's it's very difficult still yeah it's one of those things i feel like it's easier today than ever to, yeah. to make a film. I, I spoke to somebody who shot yeah. a film on her phone. She had a, like yeah. a Google Pixel 4 or something like that, and she used yeah. that, and it, it turned out really well. For yeah. It was only a couple minutes long, but it's easier yeah. today now than to make anything than ever before, yes. but it's also a lot harder to get found, noticed, or yeah. anything like along those lines because the yeah. sea is so full of people being like, I can do this, I can do this, yes. I can do this. Yeah. How do yeah. you get around something like that as a director, as an artist, really, to get yourself out there, notice a little bit more and more? Um, it's, it's again, and that's like that's not even something that I'm, you know, like it's like the crowdfunding. I'm not, um, I'm not a particularly great self promoter or anything. Like marketing so, not a big. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, in an ideal world, I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> to be able to pay someone to do that yeah. you know? um so it's so again it's really difficult and you know aside from i think being uh being active with with other filmmakers i think is really important mm-hmm. because everyone 
you know, because everyone's in the same boat and you have a lot of people that, you know, they direct, but they also may do other aspects as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's good in that sense that everyone can kind of help each other out where you can. Um, and I mean, really, I'm, I'm, I'm on social media. I'm not, like I said, I'm not the most active person on social media, mm-hmm. but I, I try as much as I can. And I think that for me, it's just, it's concentrating on the work, um, you know, rather than, than me thinking of, oh, I, I have to promote this or do that. And mm. I know that that, you know, that's probably a massive downfall. But um, I, I find that like, if I'm, if I'm in the mode, like where I am at the moment, where I'm doing a lot of writing, I kind of just focus on that. And I just keep writing and writing. And I'm not really... So obviously I've got if I've got like a film out on the film festival circuit obviously I promote it but mm-hmm. I think really is I think it's important to stay to make sure you're on social media but for, but I'm I'm no I'm like I'm no expert at it so so I kind of I do what I do what I can with yeah. social media and aside from that I've just you know busy thinking of the next story in my brain it never stops <laughs> Yeah, like you said, in an ideal world, somebody else would take care of that. Yeah, right? I'm I'm yeah. very much like you. I'm terrible with social media. Yeah, I'm like nobody cares what I'm, what I ate for dinner. Like, uh, yes. like I don't like I'm not yeah. going to tweet four times, five no. times an hour because nobody cares, right? Yeah, like I put my yeah. the show out there and I say oh, the episode's up, and that's really all you hear from me for about a week. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yeah, I know how you feel exactly, yeah. and it's it's one of those things that I, I found that a good chunk of I want to say creative people. Uh, especially some of the more introverted ones who just like to sit down and I, I just want to do my thing. I want to write. I want to direct. I want to yeah. do my thing and then I go away. Yes. And uh, a lot of them have that same issue with the social media and the promotion. And yeah. And it kind of sucks that somebody might put something out there that, you know, it, it might not be great, but they have a yeah. fantastic promotion or they're yeah. very good at manipulating social media into their yes. favor. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I have stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... You know, it, it's just one of those things where it's hard to wear so many hats at one time. Yeah, and it is. something's gonna fall off eventually. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely is. Yeah. Alrighty. So, uh, with all the stuff you have coming in the works, um, where can people find you online uh, to check out your stuff? Uh, well, I'm. There's links to all my all my social media on my website, okay. which is helenlyonscurran.co.uk. Okay. I'm on Twitter at Helatron. Right. Uh, see, you brought that full circle. That's a, a reference to Transformers. Transformers, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, it's deep, this interview. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, on my website, you can find like the links to, um, to Instagram and there's links to like, projects that I've done so far on there. Mm-hmm. And um, the trailer for Ends Meet is up there, so... And hopefully it won't be too long now till it's on Prime Video. So yeah. I'll have to do that, you know, that social media that we were talking about. Yeah. Promotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check out, check it out. It's here. <laughs> Click it. Yeah. Yeah. And you, like, that's like the tone you're thinking in your head. Like, oh, please check my stuff yes. out. Yeah. Off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's difficult. So difficult. It is. It is. <laughs> Well, I do want to thank you for sitting down and chatting with me for the last uh, 40 minutes or so. It oh, was a pleasure. I always, you're more than welcome. 
I always love talking to people behind the scenes. Uh, and that's something, especially with Women in Horror Month, that doesn't quite get celebrated enough as much as it should be. Yeah. Uh, a lot of actors and actresses kind of take the forefront, but that's, you know, that's what they do. They're actors and actresses. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the more talkative. They're the more charismatic or whatever. The yeah. face of the franchise, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. it's always nice to hear about behind-the-scenes people, directors, writers, producers, makeup artists, special effects people, editors, whatever the case is. Yeah. So this was very refreshing, and it shown a lot of light on the process, especially for independent filmmaking. So, again, thank you so much. No, thank you. My name is Casey, and this has been the Ominous Origins Podcast. If you like what you heard, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on social media, on Twitter, at HorrorShotsProd, as in production, on Facebook, at HorrorShots, Instagram, at HorrorShotsPhotography, and if you do want to support the podcast monetarily, you can absolutely do that as well by hitting up my Patreon, at patreon.com slash HorrorShots. Lastly, if you want to show your pride for the show, you can do that as well. I do have a Redbubble store where you can get the Ominous Origins logo, you can also get the HorrorShots logo, as well as some original work that I've done in the past. And that link will be in the description as well. Thank you once again. Until next time.